Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Shalom, everybody. Come on in on every platform. It's 7 o'clock Mountain Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. What are we doing? We're getting a hold of the week before it gets a hold of us. Today is awesome because we end the last day. July 31st is the last day of the seventh month. So we get to put a period on one month and start the sentence of the next month. And it will be what we call it. Numbers 14, 28, God says, and I will give you exactly what I heard you say. So prayer is the ability to invite heaven to interfere with the affairs of the earth. It is illegal for heaven to invade or interfere with the affairs of the earth unless invited by man. How do you know? In Genesis 1, the Bible says that let them have dominion over the earth. This means that anything that happens in the realm of the earth, God has given us authority. God has given us dominion. So we have to invite heaven to invade and to intercept and to interfere with the affairs of the earth. That's what we're going to do tonight. And we're going to command the day and command the week with the power of prayer. Come on in, everybody. Speak to me as you come in. Roll call. Let's go. Aurora, good to see you over on Facebook. Good to see you, Duval, over on YouTube. Good to see you, Philly. Good to see you. Let's go. Let's go. Everybody everywhere. Southwest Denver. Welcome. Douglasville. That's Atlanta Metro. Good to see you. Good to see everybody. Come on in. Whatever platform you are. New Mexico. Welcome. Texas. Good to see you. Atlanta. Welcome over there on Facebook. Bay Area. Good to see you over here on IG. Dallas. DFW. I will be there. It'll be on our website here shortly. I'll be ministering there on August 12th at 5 o'clock. Looking forward to that. It'll be on our website soon. Good to see everybody. West Palm Beach, welcome. Dr. G, good to see you, sir. Jersey, welcome. Uh, Miami, this you got the muscles out. Listen, I, I look, I, I, I don't say I have mouth. I just, just a shirt. Way to shirt this. All right, let's go. Come on. Loveland, Colorado, good to see you. Denver, Colorado Springs, welcome. Uh, good to see you. Guys, do me a favor, share whatever platform you are on when you share, people get saved. In case you haven't heard the news, come on. This is a record-breaking year. So listen, at the beginning of this year, we set out to see 2,023 people give their lives to the Lord. And our confession would be that we'd reach our goals earlier. I want to start prayer today. I want to start prayer today um, with this declaration that whatever goals I've been saying, I'm going to say it until you see it. Whatever goals you set out to reach by the end of this year, you will have reached and accomplished those goals. Listen, before the third quarter is out. If you agree with that, I need you to lock your faith in with mine and say it is so. It is so. If you don't agree with that, you sit there, you do nothing. But for those of you that agree with me, 
you got to respond to that. So we set out with a goal of 2,023 people coming to the Lord this year that we were able to record. And the truth is, number one, the number is way larger than that because there's many that never do the hand wave emoji, that never respond. And then there are some on replays that we do not see. Um, and then there are some that listen to the podcast that are responding in their car, their automobile, or what have you, and we don't see. Um, so that's just what we were able to record. And to God be the glory. Um, we exceeded that goal on Saturday night or Saturday morning, excuse me. And we were at 2026 decisions. Can you drop that in the comments? 2026. As of yesterday evening at um, 6 p.m. when I did my um, Google meet with our Atlanta launch team, we were at 2030 decisions. Um, and these are more than just numbers. These are lives. These are lives that matter to God, the lives that matter to us. And so to God be the glory. So I pray, Father, as we begin prayer tonight, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your consistency. Thank you for your reliability. Thank you that you can be dependent on. You are a very present help. What does that mean? You are always present to aid. You're always present to assist. You're always present to give us what we need to do what you called and created us to do. You are a very present help. And for that, we say thank you. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would forgive us for iniquity. That is generational sin that we practice, that we pass down and around, that we were supposed to be the interruption to. Forgive us, God, for not operating as the curse breakers you've called for us to be. A curse is a dysfunctional pattern of behavior. It's an empowerment to fail. You've called us to be curse breakers, reliant crossers. We're history makers. And so, Father, forgive us for iniquity. That's what iniquity is. It is practicing what was passed down and around that we were supposed to be the end to. We were supposed to be the period to. I pray, God, that in every form of iniquity that has existed, in our bloodlines, and our families, and our cities, and our communities, Father, that we are curse breakers. Every curse breaker, drop that in the comments. I'm the curse breaker. You need to let the atmosphere know that. You need to let every angel know that. You need to let every demonic spirit know that. You need to let every everything in the atmosphere needs to hear you say that you're the curse breaker. So that way, when it comes knocking at your door, it knows, don't try me. Don't come over here with that. Don't mess me with that. Mess with me with that. Father, we thank you that we also are forgiven for our sin. The word sin means to willfully deviate from what we knew to be truthful, from what we knew to be right. Forgive us, God. Or excuse me. It means to make a mistake. Transgression is to willfully deviate from what we knew to be right, from what we knew to do. We ask that you forgive us for all three. Iniquity, generational sin passed down and around. Transgression, willful deviation from what we knew to be right. And sin, to make mistakes or have error. We ask that you forgive us for all three tonight. And your word says in 1 John chapter 1, that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us. So tonight when we pray, we do not pray as sinners. No. We are not sinners. We pray tonight as the righteousness of God. Your word says that you have imputed your righteousness for us. You have given us right standing with you. That's what righteousness means. This means when we pray tonight, we can pray that everything is in right standing with you. Why? We've covered all of our sin. We've covered all of our iniquity. We've covered all of our transgression under the blood. And I pray, God, that we don't just get forgiveness for it, but I pray, God, that we have a repentant heart for it, a repentant and a contrite heart. What does that mean? God, don't just forgive us, but we tell you we don't want to practice those things that displease you. 
Come on, y'all pray with me. We don't want to practice those things that are unacceptable to you. We don't want to do those things that do not please you because they ultimately hurt us. So we repent tonight. Come on, type them in the comments. I repent. We are not just those that are apologetic. We are those that are repentant, meaning God, that whatever we've done, whatever we've practiced, whatever we've said, whatever we have uh, engaged in that does not please you, we repent. Repent means to teshuvah in Hebrew. It means to turn around, to change directions, to about face, to move in the right direction. Any direction where we have been headed in the wrong direction, we repent tonight. We even repent, God. Watch me. There are certain things that aren't sinful, but they're still not the right direction. Uh, it's not iniquitous, but it's still not the right direction. It's not transgression, but it's still not the right direction. We repent tonight, God. And we say, face us in the direction we need to face. Point us in the direction that we need to go. Lead us in the direction that we need to be. Psalm 37, 23 says that you are the God that delights in the details of our lives. You direct and you order our steps. So tonight, we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, as we pray tonight, we pray boldly. Proverbs 28, 1, the righteous, that's us, because we've covered our sin under the blood, and we've acknowledged our wrongdoing, and we repent, which means we get back to the highest version of ourselves. Re, again, pent. This means, in, in English, it means to get back to the highest version of ourselves. Think of a penthouse. It's the top top unit in a building, which means repent, get back to the top, get back to the best. Any place, God, where our thinking hasn't been the best, we get back to it. Any place where our words haven't been the best, we get back to it. Any place where our actions haven't been the best, we get back to the best. And the best is the Bible. And the best is the Bible. And the best is the Bible. And the best is your word. So we repent tonight, and we will be bold when we pray. We're going into Proverbs 28 and 1. We don't have to be fearful. We don't have to approach you saying, well, I messed this up. I messed that up. No, we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody to drop an amen in the comments, whatever platform you're on, and make sure that you share. When you share, what happens? People get saved. So, guys, now that we've exceeded the goal, somebody asked me yesterday, sister, so what are we going to do next? So now we've already exceeded the goal of 2023 people coming to the Lord that we've been able to record this year. So now what we're going to do is we're going to set a new goal. and We're going to watch God um, do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Why is that important? You need to see, pay attention, sometimes your faith needs um, a defibrillation. Sometimes your faith needs a charge. Sometimes your faith needs, needs something that lets you know God is still working. And what he's done for another, he'll do the same for you. So I pray that tonight your faith is stirred. I pray that wherever your faith has become dull, wherever your faith has become passive, wherever your faith has become weak, and how do you know your faith is becoming weak? Because your expectations have, de uh, have diminished. Your expectations have reduced. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's expectation. The evidence of things not seen. I have an expectation that something I do not see, I will see. I pray that your faith tonight would get a jump. I pray that your faith tonight would be reignited. I pray that your faith tonight would be set on fire in a good way. In the name of Jesus, Father, you said that faith is a gift. Now, the word says that you've given us all the measure of faith. It says we all have the measure of faith, which is a mustard seed. 
And a mustard seed is the smallest seed, but it produces the largest tree in terms of herbs in the garden. But not only to that, you said that we could have the gift of faith, which means we've got a faith that you sent us with, but there's a faith that we can pray for and ask you to add. So tonight, God, we ask that you add to our faith. Come on, y'all. We ask that you add to our faith, add to our faith, the places where our faith needs to be increased, add to our faith, the areas where our faith is insecure, add to our faith, the places where we feel insignificant or insecure, add to our faith, the places where we don't think we're going to see a miracle, like the man that came to you and he said, Lord, I believe but help my unbelief. We ask that you add to our faith tonight. We add to our faith tonight. And don't let us just be talkers of faith. Let us be walkers of faith. I pray that as this new month begins and as this month of July comes to an end, I pray, God, that this would be a week of action. I pray that this would be a week of action. This would be a week of applications. This would be a week of application. This would be a week of advancement. That this would be a week of action. That this would be a week where we don't sit back waiting on something to come to us, but we go get what it is that we asked you for. You said, ask and it shall be, and the door shall be open. You said, uh, knock and the door will be open. Ask and we'll get the answer. Seek and we would find. So I pray that in the name of Jesus, that you don't just add to our faith, but that we'd immediately take action. We'd immediately take action. We'd immediately take action. Can I get you to drop that word in the comments? Immediately. We would immediately take action. That we wouldn't put it on a to-do list and say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I heard this before of you. God says, the moment the thought comes on your mind, he says, you act on it immediately. And it's going to be the immediacy of your action that is going to produce the immediacy of your miracle. It's going to be the sudden of your action that's going to produce the sudden of your miracle. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, now God, guide and direct what we pray tonight. And Isaiah, you, Isaiah prayed and asked for the tongue of the learned. In other words, he asked to be told what to do. He asked that you would fill his mouth with the right words. It's Isaiah 50 and 4. So I pray, God, that you do that for us tonight. You give us the tongue of the learn so that we would say what needs to be said, pray what needs to be prayed, declare what needs to be declared so we would see great results in our lives. Forgive us, God, for being passive with this sacred thing you've given us called life. Forgive us, God, for being uh, for being lethargic with this gift you've given us called life. Forgive us, God, for wasting this gift you've given us called life. Life is a gift, and I pray that we would treat it this way from this day forward, I pray that we would handle life as a gift, that we would treat life as a gift, that we would maximize this gift and unwrap it every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Put an amen in the comments right there. Everybody, every platform, drop an amen in the comments right there. And do me a favor, share if you haven't shared. We're 14 minutes in tonight. Every Monday night, we gather together to pray for one hour. Where do you get an hour from, Bishop? Jesus, when he was in his most defining moment, he asked Peter, James, and John, he asked those three to come pray with him for one hour. Um, and so there's something significant about praying for an hour. For most of us and most people, for most of everybody on, this is the longest consecutive amount of time that you're going to spend in prayer all week. I'm not saying you don't pray. What I'm saying is it's true. Most people don't spend an hour in prayer. So I want to encourage you to make this time matter. Lock this time in on your calendar. Uh, lock this time in. We'll change it soon, but right now it's been on Mondays. I've intentionally left prayer alone on Mondays so that it was consistent for you. And we've been doing this for now, oh God, a good minute now, at least, at least a couple of years. 
not longer on Monday nights, but I want to encourage you to make this time matter. Why do you call it command your week and command your day? It's very, very simple. Because in the scripture, what do we see happen? We see um, that in that hour, Jesus prayed. And when he prayed, something shifted, which means the purpose of prayer is not just to invoke heaven and invite heaven to invade and to interfere with the affairs of the earth. The purpose of prayer, it's a dialogue, not a monologue, dia, meaning um, that God's going to respond. Can you put that in the comments? He'll respond to me. Prayer is not just you blah, 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 blah. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer is a squeaky stool. Prayer is you ensuring that um, you uh, await his response. So what happened when Jesus prayed for that one hour? Jesus prayed, and he prayed, the Bible says, three times. And he was in agony, which means when he was agonizing, he went to prayer. I pray that whenever we're in moments of agony or confusion or hurt, that we don't turn to the wrong thing. Let's go. I pray that whenever we are in moments where we feel uh, as if we don't know what to do, we don't know where to turn, that we would not turn to the wrong thing, but that we would turn to God. Jesus was agonizing. In fact, the Bible says as he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he began to have great droplets of blood that began to come down on his face. It's a medical terminology called hemotidrosis. It's literally uh, blood vessels began to burst in his eyes, burst in his face, burst so that when he's in his sweat glands, blood would begin to come out. It was that agonizing of a moment for Jesus. And the Bible says that in that moment of agony, he began to pray. Why, Bishop? He's 100% God. He's 100% man. He's 100% God. He's 100% man. He's 100% God. He's 100% man. All right. He, there's a technical term for that. The anthropos. Stay with me because we're going to cover this. In that moment, um, his divinity recognizes there is no other way. And sometimes your spirit will know this is going to be difficult, but there is no other way. I pray that we do not abort simply because certain things will be difficult. I pray that we do not abort simply because certain things will be challenging. I pray that we do not abort simply because certain things are going to require pressure on us or require pressure to be put uh, on us in such a way that there's a higher level of a demand. I pray that we would not abort. Come on, I need you to type that in the comments. I won't abort. What does that mean? You won't give up. You won't throw in the towel. You won't give up on the mid. This is too much right now. I pray that you not put a box on you. God didn't put on you. Stop. I don't know who needs to hear this tonight. Stop saying this is too much. Shut your mouth. And I say that with love. I say that with love, but I say it as strong and as bold as I can. Watch me. How do you tell God how much you can take when he's the one that made you? How do you tell God? How do you tell God uh, that it's too much simply because uh, you feel like it's too much and he's the one that made you? Mm -mm. Whatever God brings you to, God intends to bring you through. Whatever God brings you to, he intends to bring you through. You are well able. Joshua didn't think he could lead millions of people. He could do it. Um, Paul said, I can do all things. I don't know who needs to hear this in prayer tonight, but your confession has to be, I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things, which means if there's something that's set in front of me, I've got it. If God brought me to it, that's Philippians 4.13, I've got it. I can make it happen. So Jesus, while he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays. And he says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Pay attention. I want you to see several things while Jesus was in the garden. 
The first thing is he didn't give up, you ready for this, without permission. You better catch the revelation of what I just said. Even though his humanity said, I don't really want to go through this. This is going to be agonizing. This is going to be painful, but I can't quit until I've been given permission to quit. And I pray for every person where you have stopped and you didn't have permission to, where you have given up and you did not have permission to, I pray you get to your assignment. Oh my God. I pray you get to your assignment. I pray you get, who told you you couldn't use your gifts? Who told you you weren't supposed to use your time? But these people, these people, who told you you didn't have to serve? Who told, who gave you permission? It's good right there. Jesus, he has to ask for permission. He says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass to me. He asked already knowing the Father's response. The response is going to be no. The answer is no. N-A-H. Can you drop it in the comments? No. The answer is no. He says, if it's possible, let this cup. What cup? What cup? What cup? What cup? The cup was what he was going to have to endure, what he was going to have to deal with what he was going to have to go through because it was going to be agonizing and he was going to have to go to hell to pay the price so that we wouldn't have to go to hell. You've got to hear me. you got to hear me. He was going to go to hell to pay the price so that we would not have to go to hell. This was agonizing. You ready? He created this for a group that did not include him. It was agonizing. He says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Watch, watch this. He prays that one time. The Bible says, that he keeps going on in prayer. Praise that a second time. He goes and checks on his guys. They've fallen asleep. This is this one hour of prayer. He comes back, and when he comes back, he prays it a third time. And on that third time, drop a three in the comments. You're in 2023. On that third time, he says this, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Watch what he says on the third time. Nevertheless, my God, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. That's Luke 22, 42. Nevertheless, not your will, my will be done. Father, we say to you, nevertheless, not our will, not our desire, but yours be done. We were not created to be worshipped. We were created to worship you. And we worship you, God, when we obey your will. Worship is not just a slow song and lifting hands. Worship is not just crying because they're singing for every mountain. Worship is not just dancing. Worship is not just shouting. Worship is not just saying, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Worship is when we do your will. <laughs> worship is when we do your will. Worship is when we do your will. So I pray in Jesus' name that we would do your will because this is the highest form of worship. Jesus said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. On the third time, Luke 22, 42, he says, nevertheless, in other words, forgive me for picking the lesser as if it was an option. I pray, God, that all of these fake options we have, that we take off the table. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you have to take suicide off the table. Let's go. It's prayer and prophecy. That's why I got to command your day up rather than command your week. Because it's going to be prayer, prophecy, therapy, and teaching on tonight's prayers. We end this month. There are some false options you have to take off of the table. You have to take depression off the table. That's not an option. Take it off. You have to take these false options. You have to take the option. I'm just going to go back to the world. No, you're not. 
Take it off the table. If you're gonna do it, you would have done it. You're not gonna do it. Take it off the table. Y'all gotta go with me tonight. There is a bonus tonight. I'm trying to hold it back, but there's a bonus tonight. I pray that we take these false options off the table. I'm just not gonna give them more. Shut your mouth. That's why you're blessed now. You're gonna give more than you've ever done before. I'm just not gonna serve them more. Yes, you are. Shut your mouth. You're gonna to continue to serve because your serve is a setup for your come up. Psalm 92, 13, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the, the courts of our God. I pray, God, that these false options that we have on the table, well, I'm just going to go date somebody that don't know the Lord. Are you kidding me? If you don't shut that foolishness up, because at least they got money, if you don't shut that foolishness up, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we take all false options off the table, all false options off the table, quitting is off the table. Failure is off the table. Aborting the promise is off the table. Giving up is off the table. Thinking that we can slide by with 99 and a half. Old school song says, Charmaine, 99 and a half just won't do. So I pray God that every place where we have got a false option on the table in Jesus name, I pray that we remove those options. What did Jesus say in Luke 22, 42? He said, nevertheless, in other words, I take these lesser options off the table. I've been praying to get around it, but I knew the whole time the answer was no. I was praying for something different, but I knew the whole time the answer was no. Father, forgive us for acting brand new, like we don't understand the assignment, like we're confused and befuddled and like we don't have clarity. Father, for most, it's not that we lack clarity, we lack courage. So I pray in Jesus' name that the courage to do and to be that we need that we have. I pray that the courage to do and to be what we need that we have. I pray that the courage to do and to be what we need that we have. In the name of Jesus, we remove these false options in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. Jesus, in Luke twenty two forty two, 42. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, which means I remove all of these false options off the table. I remove all of these invalid options off the table. I remove all of these thoughts that I know are not going to cut it off the table. I pray, God, that we stop serving you cheeseburgers when you ask for steak. I pray that we stop offering you sacrifice that is lesser than what you call for. You are our God, not our homeboy, not our homegirl. You are our God. You are not the waiter at Bella No Chase. You are our God. And in Jesus' name, I pray that we reference you in that way. I pray that we reference you in our actions, that we reference you in our life. We are those. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord or the reverence of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. That's where we sit tonight, God. We take this lesser off the table as if it's a real option. We take all of this sidestepping off the table as if it's a real option. We say tonight there is no other way. There is no other way except to do it your way. There is no other way except to obey your will. There is no other way except to please you with everything that we do. And for that, we say thank you. Jesus said in Luke twenty-two forty-two, 42, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, I remove these false options. I remove these lesser options. I remove these invalid options. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And the Bible says that after Jesus prayed that, that then an angel came and gave him strength. An angel came and strengthened him, which means what did prayer do? 
As he prayed, this is where we're going, you responded, God. You responded. You gave him the strength to do what he prayed to do. You gave him the strength to do what he prayed to do. So, God, I pray that tonight you send angelic beings. You send angelic hosts. Angel has multiple meanings. I've taught her in the series, Angels and Demons. Means messengers. Um, uh, uh, in, in short, I pray God that whatever we need, you send supernatural support. You send supernatural strength. Come on, can I just get you to put this in the comments? Support is coming. Strength is coming. And it's coming tonight in prayer. You're going to give us what we need to end July strong and begin August even stronger. You're going to send an angelic host is a, literally a warring angel. It is an angel whose assignment is to fight. It's an angel whose assignment is to go to war on our behalf. Tonight, God, we pray that just like you did in Luke 22, 43, that you send angelic hosts, angelic beings. What does that mean? Supernatural support and supernatural strength so that we can carry out what we pray for, so that we can carry out what we ask for, so that we can carry out what we are doing. And we thank you for them now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, release a praise in the comments wherever you're at. Every platform, every platform, every platform. Put a praise. What do you mean praise? Listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The hands up emoji. Put something in the comments. God responds. He responded to Jesus and he sent him strength. He responded to Jesus and he sent him support. And he responded to Jesus and he responded. God responds when we pray. We're not just talking in the air. God responds when we pray. He responds when we pray. Supernatural support and supernatural strength. Everybody pay close attention to this next line. If it's supernatural, listen, don't expect it to be natural. I'm going to say it again. If it's supernatural, don't expect it to be natural. What do you mean by that, Bishop? Sometimes your supernatural support and strength are simply going to be the fact that you have an extra burst of energy and you don't know where it came from. Y'all better talk to me. Sometimes your supernatural strength is that you, watch me, is that you get a creative idea and you're like, where did this come from? Where did this come from? What, where, what, how did I get that idea? You're going to get an idea. Call such and such company. And there's going to be an open door. Like, where did this come from? If it's supernatural support and strength, stop expecting it to be natural. Well, nobody called me. It's supernatural. An angel showed up. Not a person. In fact, if you keep reading, when he goes back, Peter, James, and John, those guys are asleep. His natural support was gone. That's why he needed supernatural support. For some of you, hear me, the, the support's going to show up because you're going to get a new strategy. What's been stressing you out? God's going to send strategy. What's the strategy? It is an action plan that has very specific steps to take. It's going to be a strategy. You're going, you're going to get a strategy because you're like, God, I can't do it all. I can't do it all. He's going to give you a strategy. He's going to show you, hey, you need to, you need to um, um, automate this so that you stop spending time on this. Make this automatic. All right. And then this over here, you need to give this to so-and-so to do this. And then this over here, you need to just stop doing this entirely because this is dumb. This, you shouldn't do this at all. And this over here, you're going to do this at five in the morning because I'm going to use the mornings now. I'm going to call you to wake up earlier in the morning because you keep saying you don't have enough energy, but that's only because your body won't produce what it knows you won't use. Did you hear what I just said? Your body won't produce what it knows you won't use. You, are you catching? Are you catching when I'm dropping? Huh? Because this prayer is dropping in like it's hot. Do you hear me? Pick these hot 
principles up. It's going to be supernatural, supernatural. So, so, so it's not going to be natural. So don't look to people for it. Don't look to natural means for it. It will be supernatural. I hear this for several of you tonight. You keep saying, I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. Your body, a healthy body is not going to produce. You know what that's called? If you produce too much energy that you don't use, you will begin to gain weight dramatically. Are you listening to me? So watch me. A healthy body says, you ain't going to use it, so we ain't going to get to you. But if it's supernatural, that I tie down on my side here. But if it's supernatural, God's going to add supernatural strength, supernatural support. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Give me a favor. Share on every platform. Give me share on every platform, wherever you're at. When you share, people get saved. So listen, yesterday's message was called, um, you were born for the time you were needed most. Let me, let me be clear. If you miss either the 915 or the 1115 yesterday, O-M to the G. O-M to the G. O-M to the G. Um, it was both were amazing. Thank you, Chrissy. Can I get somebody to put that over here too for me? Uh, somebody on Instagram to type text harvest to 55498. Um, text harvest to 55498 so that we can pin that so everybody knows how to connect. Guys, connect with us. Get our app. That's the best way to stay connected. Text harvest to 55498. Get our app. And that's the best way to stay connected to Harvest. Um, get our app, all of that. Our new, uh, 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 what is it? Our new Roku channels out. Our new Apple TV channels out. Fire Stick will be fully functional here shortly. I don't know that it's fully functional yet, but it'll be fully functional shortly. So you want to make sure you you uh, you get our app and you do that. All right, but listen, both messages yesterday were amazing, and God really took us in two different directions. It's kind of like going. Um, I think about Atlanta. So it's about four million ways to get somewhere. Um, so you can go, you know, you can go 285, you know, and hop on 20 and then go to Douglasville. Or you can go 85 and take a little back road to get to Douglasville. Or, you know, there's all these different ways. And so at the 915, God took us one way to get to where we were going. At the 1115, God took us a totally different way to get to where we were going. I want to encourage you, if you did not um, check out um, or see or watch or hear the messages, even if you did, do yourself a favor and go watch them. Text Harvest to 55498. Get the app. The Lord spoke to us yesterday as we ended our series, Summer School. Um, there's a few things I want to hit in prayer over that tonight uh, from Summer School because um, the Lord says, I need you to seal these things, lock these things down. And you're going to lock them down in prayer. The first is that during the summer months, the whole concept of summer school is two purposes. Drop a two in the comments. Two purposes. Two purposes. Um, the first purpose, uh, what's the channel? Uh, is it on the place there? I've texted, um, but I can't find it. Right. If you if you text service to five five four nine eight, enter the option for the app, and it'll bring it'll come right up for you. It'll come right up for you. And then if not, just go to Harvest Search that church, and it's there too. But it's right there in the app. So everybody, listen. Um, summer school has two dual purposes. First, it is for personal and professional advancement, which means in the summer months when many people are retreating and relaxing, uh, we are advancing and accelerating. Hear me. You're going to get more done. Um, in this, in this sum, in these summer months, because summer's not over, even though people are going back to school, summer's not over. You're going to get more done in these summer months. Hear me clearly. Um, than you, than you did the first portion of this year, you are advanced and accelerate father. I pray that while others are retreating, while others are relaxing, while others are 
just chilling. They got, we are advancing and accelerating. We are advancing and accelerating. This means that we will go further and we will go further faster. We will go further and we will go further faster. Bless you, man of God. We will go further and further faster. For that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. All right, let's push further. Second definition of summer school was uh, for remedial purposes. Courses held during the summer for remedial purposes. And remedial is not a negative word. It gives us two words by definition. One is remedy. The other is a cure. One is remedy. The other is a cure. Can I get you to drop uh, remedy? Um, and say, but actually select this, my remedy and my cure. My remedy and my cure. And listen very carefully uh, to why these, uh, why these are really important. Why these are really important. Uh, because when you understand uh, what a remedy is, and I'm going to give it to you, we're going to cover this in prayer. What God is doing and wanted to do and is doing even through this series, and there's still perhaps some unfinished business in that area. The word remedy, it means um, a treatment for a disease or an injury. A treatment for a disease or an injury. In other words, God says, I'm going to treat what you haven't treated in years. I'm going to make you deal with what you haven't dealt with in years. Father, we thank you that our remedy and our cure are present. That what we haven't dealt with in years Father, that you provide treatment for it. It means, the word remedy means to set right, to set right, which means, God, there are some things that have not been set properly in our lives, some things that have not been set right in our lives. And we declare, Father, that throughout this series, you are setting things right. You are setting things right. Anything that was not set right or set properly, that you're setting it right. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Here, here's this other definition of remedy I want to give you because I want to cover this in prayer too. It means uh, the margin within which coins, when they're minted, differ from the, the standard. In other words, it means wherever something is off or something is not what it should be, it, 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 that's what the word remedy means. It gets whatever's off to what it should be. And I pray, God, the areas of our life that are off and we're not even aware that they're off, that everything will come into alignment to be what it should be. Even the things, God, that we don't know. Sometimes it's not that we're doing wrong. It's that we're not doing enough of what's right. And I pray, God, that everything that is off, everything that has not been set properly, that we would see remedy manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name. Then it's our cure, God, uh, our cure. And cure simply deals with this. It means to relieve a person of the symptoms of a disease or a condition, which means the symptoms of the thing uh, we are granted relief from. It means that whatever the issue was, you grant us relief. Father, your word says over and over again that there were times where you would grant your children relief and you said that they would have peace on all sides. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, 1 Kings chapter 5 and verse 4, it says, Now the Lord has given me peace whoo, on every side without enemies or misfortune. And the Lord, y'all better put that verse down. That's a good one. Has given me peace on every side without enemies or misfortune. And the Lord has given me rest, cure on every side without enemies or misfortune, without adversaries or disaster. We speak that over this second half of our year. 
July began July uh, on June 30 uh, July uh, going into July 1 it began the second half of the year which means everything we did in July is the first fruit of the second half so since we saw our remedy and our cure spoken to and released in the first half that means it carries through the entirety of the sec of the second half since it was the first fruit, July is the first fruit of the second half. That means everything you release God in the first month, this first fruit of the second half, that it is to cover the entirety of the second half. So we speak first Kings five and four. Y'all better shout in there. We speak first Kings chapter five and verse four, that you give us peace on every side, rest on every side, that you give us a scenario where there are no adversaries and there is no one verse that says threat of war anywhere. In Jesus' name, that verse is gonna shout me. Man, can I get somebody to put the little dance, um, the little dance emoji in the comments? It's a dance for me. Can I get somebody to put the little run emoji in the comments as a run for me? It's a run and a dance. That verse is good. That verse is good. The second half, we speak first Kings five and four. We speak first Kings five and four. We speak 1 Kings 5 and 4. We speak 1 Kings 5 and 4. And we think that it is so in Jesus' name. All right, let's press further. Do me a favor. We've only got about 20 minutes left, guys. Do me a favor. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share if you haven't already shared. As you know, when you share, people get saved. You see the fruit of it. So I want to encourage you to always make sure that you do it. Listen to this. All right, listen to this. Um, a couple of things I want to cover in prayer um, from the series we just wrapped up yesterday. So we kept talking in this series about how we're canceling unnecessary destruction because Hosea 4, 6 says that my people, this is God speaking, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I'm going to pray that in the second half that God would ensure that whatever you need to know, you know. Father, whatever we need to know in this second half, in this second half, whatever we need to know, God. I pray you make sure we know it. Whatever we need to know about any noun, people, places, things, or ideas, people, places, things, or ideas, whatever we need to know, Father, we pray that you would ensure that we know. I come against a lack of knowledge so we can cancel unnecessary destruction. I come against a lack of clarity so that we can always operate with courage. I come against a lack of information so that we would not see our manifestations stifled, stopped, or stumbled in any way, shape, form, or fashion. God, whatever we need to, we don't know what it is that we don't know. We don't know what it is that we don't know. So Father, make sure we know, don't let us get played. Don't let us get hoodwinked. Come on here. Don't let us get bamboozled. Don't let us get the okie doke don't let us fall into 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 the mouths of delilah delilah her name in hebrew means one who weakens or makes poor and delilah that's a spirit so it's not just a woman it's a spirit it can be a woman or a man it could be any noun person place thing or idea it means one who weakens or makes poor i pray god that everything we need to know in this second half, God ensured that we know it. And we tell you, we will be open. Luke 8 and 18, Pastor Leon says that, um, um, take heed to how you hear. 
There are some things that we simply don't listen to. I pray that we would be listeners. Come on, y'all. In this second half, don't let us have hardened hearts and not listen. Don't let us have a deaf and dumb spirit and not listen. Don't let us walk around thinking we know everything and not listen. I pray that we would listen. Take heed to how you hear. Father, which means pay attention to how you listen. Be careful how you listen. Father, let us listen for information, not just, here it is, confirmation. Because when you listen for confirmation, there's a psychological phenomenon called confirmation bias, which means when you're only listening for confirmation, anything you hear will confirm what you already wanted to believe, even if it's negative, even if it's negative. Anything that you hear will simply confirm what you already have decided that a thing is. So I pray, God, that we be listeners. Please, y'all pray this with me. Let us listen, God. Lock that in us, the spirit of a listener. What is the spirit? Mindset, mentality, thought process of a listener. Let us have the thought process of a listener so we can avoid unnecessary destruction, so that we can cancel unnecessary destruction. We tell you, God, we will listen. We tell you, God, we will listen. We tell you, God, we will listen. We are open. We, would, we refuse to be stiff-necked. The Bible speaks over and over again about a stiff-necked people and those who are stiff-necked even after rebuke, even after correction, even after being told, don't do this, do it like this, even after being told this is the wrong way. Stiff-necked people, the Bible says, will suddenly be destroyed. Mm -mm. We rebuke sudden destruction and unnecessary destruction in our lives because we are those that listen. We are those, you ready, you ready, you ready, you ready? We are those that take rebuke well. Oh, we're we going up in prayer tonight. We are those that take rebuke well. Rebuke is when correction is given, either through word or action. We need to tell you tonight, God, we know how to take rebuke well. Come on. We know how to be checked. We're not uncheckable. The uncheckable, according to Proverbs, the uncheckable are going to fall into sudden destruction, which means they're going to think they're doing great. They're going to think they're doing good. They're going to think they're really doing something. And because they could not be checked, suddenly destruction is going to come on their life. Suddenly their business will fail. Suddenly their marriage will fall apart. Suddenly unnecessary death hits their house. Suddenly we declare that will not be us. Come on here, y'all. That will not be us because we are those that know how to take rebuke well. We are those that know how to take correction well. We are checkable. Come on, y'all. Pray with me tonight. We are checkable. We are not those that we don't because we, I, oh, oh, I hear you, Lord, but because we don't like the way that the rebuke was given, so we don't hear it. There are too many people where you miss the value of the rebuke because you don't like the delivery of the rebuke. It's the rebuke, which means it's not supposed to feel good. It's supposed to make you great. It's not supposed to feel great. It's supposed to make you great. So I pray that we do not get upset because we don't like the way. Y'all better pray with me tonight. Don't get quiet in these comments because we don't like the way that a rebuke is given because we don't like the way somebody told us to do it because we don't like the way somebody said it. I pray that we would not be stiff-necked. I pray that we would be those that are checkable. We will be those that can get rebuked, you ready, and not run. Mm. 
We will be those that can be rebuked and not run. We will be those that can be rebuked and not retreat. Because some people, when they get rebuked, they retreat. Now, he ain't going to talk to me like that. These people ain't going to tell me that. I, I, I ain't going to do nothing now. Mm -mm. That's why you have sudden destruction. And the Lord tonight, I hear him loud and clear. He says, son, I am trying to stop somebody from unnecessary destruction that was planned for August the 3rd at 1217 p.m. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I hear the Lord loud and clear. There was unnecessary destruction that was planned for you on August the 3rd. At 12:17, and God says, tonight, you just canceled that in prayer. Tonight, you just shut that down in prayer. I heard him saying that if you will stop being stiff-necked, stiff-necked, you won't turn. You won't change to see it easily. It takes too much to get you to change. It you have to be fought with to change. You have to be fought with to see it different. I pray that we are not stiff-necked. I pray that we take rebuke. I pray that we are checkable. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, y'all. Put an amen in the comments. I honestly could stop right here, but I'm going to give you these last 13 minutes. I'm going to give you these last 13 minutes. I'm going to give you these last 13 minutes. So, Bishop, how will rebuke show up? It'll show up several ways. One, it'll show up through the word. You read the word, the word will rebuke you. As you're going through, guys, for those of you who haven't read the Bible, get our app. You can read the Bible in a whole year. The same Bible reading plan I use, the same one in our app. The word will rebuke you. The word will check you, right? All right. Number two, messages will check you. Right from your shepherd, messages will check you. Um, you listen to a message, be like, dog, ooh, wait. When I listen to my man of God, listen, I'm in authority over lots of people, but I'm a man that's under authority. When I listen, I'm not listening just to shout and say, ooh, that's good. I'm like, check me, check me, check me. I'm like, tell me what I'm, tell me what I need to change. I listen for rebuke. I look to you, better for this. I look for rebuke because correction, you ready? Correction is proof of love. The moment God stops checking me, I'm concerned. The moment the word doesn't check me, yeah, it's to, it's to give you confirmation. It's to give you excitement. It's to give you inspiration. It's to give you motivation. But watch me. But a word from the Lord should also cut some stuff on you too. Y'all better say amen in these comments. It should cut some stuff in you too. It should make you say, ooh, mm. Man, you need to do different with that. You need to apologize to so-and-so. You need to go do this different. You and, and it doesn't mean that you're so bad. It just means that he loves you so much, he convicts you. He convicts Proof of hatred is silence. Proof of hatred is silence. The Bible says that anybody that the Lord loves, he chastises. So number one, correction will come through the word. Number two, it'll come through a message from your shepherd. Number three, Rebuke can show up from very strange places. Um, what do you mean? Rebuke can show up sometimes from somebody ready for this that doesn't even know the Lord. Sometimes God will use somebody to, to check you, right? And you're like, who is this? But they write, but their point is right. Wave at me if you've ever had one of your family members or friends and they don't even love the Lord like you do. They might not even believe, they might not even do none of that. But they said something, and and their and what they said, they, their principle was right. Now they filed them, the person totally filed, but what they said was totally right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You ever had somebody, and, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm the one that's spiritual. I'm the one that, that serves. And I, I'm the one that goes to church online or in the building. Well, what? Who are you talking? Who are you talking to? Okay, let me give you scripture to back that up. Let me give you scripture to back that up. All right, um, uh, Balaam. 
Balaam's donkey in scripture. Uh, this is going to come from Numbers chapter 22. So literally, Balaam was getting ready. He's the man of God. Balaam, um, one of the kings wanted him to curse um, the, the Hebrews. He wouldn't curse them. He said, I can't curse them. He said, but I'll tell you what to do to get them to curse themselves. God was displeased with this thing. So watch this. The Bible literally says, and we're going to pray for this. We're going to pray that we'll be open to rebuke from these sources. The Bible literally says that the Lord put Balaam on a donkey. Now, y'all know where we're going. But it was a female donkey. So uh, a, a male donkey you refer to as a jackass. A female donkey, it's a Jenny ass. It's Jack and Jenny. That's what you refer to those or some like old king james i think says she ass or she donkey all right all right so she's a donkey so check the check the imagery y'all check the imagery god used the to speak wave at me when you get it because some of you you watch me they're right on their principle but you're missing the rebuke because of who they are y'all better catch it they're right about their principle but you're missing the rebuke because of who they are God used the to speak. You better come on here. God used the jet to speak. Now I'm being nice even though it's the fifth Sunday. Y'all come on with me. Do you hear me? So some of you, you have people on your job and like you a whole, but God's using them to rebuke you. There's some family members and you're like, you are a whole jet, but he's using them to rebuke you because their principle is right even though they're foul. They're foul. They're totally off. They're totally wrong. They ain't got no business saying nothing to nobody. Okay? So what happens? Balaam is on his way. And as he's on his way, Balaam can't see that in the spirit there is an angel with a sword drawn ready to kill him. There is an angel with a sword drawn ready to kill him. God, don't let us mix the rebuke because of where it comes from. Woo-wee. Don't let us miss the rebuke. Because of the vessel you use. Wow. For some of you, he's going to, you ready for this? He's going to use your kid. Now, I'm not saying, let me be clear. I'm not talking about disrespect, dishonor, and disorder. I'm talking about they're going to say something. And you're going to be like, she right though. They're going to say something. He'll use your son. They're going to say something. And you'll be right. Interesting. Interesting. The principle is right. Okay? So he uses this donkey. So Balaam is riding the donkey. She can see in the spirit there's an angel with a sword drawn. So she kneels down. Balaam hits her. She kneels down. Balaam hits her. She kneels down. Balaam hits her. The donkey, turn, look at me. Y'all got to read this Bible. The, bon the donkey turns her head around. That's where the ladies got that head turned from. It was, it's, you know, that's in the Bible. She turns her head around. The donkey says, Mahogany, the donkey says to Balaam, hey, hey, bro, you keep hitting me. But what you don't recognize is I'm protecting you because there's an angel with a sword drawn ready to kill you. Balaam all of a sudden sees that this angel is ready to kill him. It was the angel that was trying to stop him from death. Y'all better hear me. Or excuse me. It was the donkey that was trying to stop him from death. Oh, my God. Go read that story in Numbers 22. Father, don't let us miss the rebuke because of the vessel you choose to use. 
he didn't think that this Jack could could have anything valuable to say. Wow, this is good. And we got to wrap this up. So, Lord, if it comes from the word, don't let us miss the rebuke. Lord, if it comes from a message, don't let us miss the rebuke. If it comes from a papa, if it comes from prayer, if it comes from a, 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 a replay, don't let us miss the rebuke. And God, should you choose to use a jet, don't let us miss the rebuke. Don't let us miss the answer. Don't let us miss the principle because we don't like the package. Don't let us miss the principle because we don't like the package. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody drop an amen right there. There's one last thing we got to cover in prayer. Wow, y'all, this time goes so fast. We've been on here for 55 minutes. This thing goes so fast. It goes so fast. So yesterday, and I didn't get a chance in either experience to finish um, the message yesterday, so I encourage you to go look at both. And um, we start a new series on Wednesday. I'll tell you more about it in tomorrow's pop-up called Divine Detox. It's going to be amazing. But in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, um, this is the verse that at both experiences yesterday, I pretty much got stuck at, and we could, I won't say stuck. This is where the Lord really started to uh, speak with great power. Before I formed you in the mother's womb, I knew you. Amplified says, and I approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Listen carefully. Before I formed you, I'm going to pray that in this second half, that God um, reveal the reason for your form. Please listen. You're not like everybody else. You're not created to do what everybody else does. I need you, hear me. I need you to know what you were formed to do. Father, in Jesus' name, uh, where did you get to start? I don't know, it was a gift. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that in this second half that we would know exactly what we were formed to do. Anything that we are not formed to do, we don't have favor in. <laughs> favor has to make up for where there is inequity. Mm. Favor has to make up for where there is injustice. Favor has to make up for where something is not right. So I pray, God, that we would clearly move in what we were formed to do in this second half. You said before you formed us in the mother's womb, which means, God, we had to be in the earth. Uh, the enemy has tried to deform us. But, God, I pray that any deforming uh, um, or, or deformations that we may have, I pray, God, that you write them in the second half, that wherever something has become distorted, that you write it in the second half. Wherever we don't see ourselves right and we don't see you right, that you write it in the second half. And you told Jeremiah, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument, which means, God, you knew us before we got a body, so don't let us act brand new now that we've got one. We are spirits. That's our subconscious mind. We live in physical bodies, and we possess souls. So I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, uh, that since you approved us before we got here, this means there was some test that we had to pass to be cleared to come here. Coming to the earth was an assignment. Jesus being sent to the earth was an assignment. 
We were approved to come here. We had to be tested to come here, which means when you sent us here, you did not send us to just pay bills, have babies and die. But you sent us that we would rule and we would reign and we would conquer and we would subdue. You approved us before we got here. So, Father, we remove any disapproval from people that don't have the, people, the uh, ability to approve us in the first place. We were approved before we ever messed up. We were approved before we ever screwed up. We were approved before we ever made a mistake. We were approved before we ever sinned. I pray that we walk in the approval that you have given us. You didn't say you were perfect. You didn't say that you were not going to chastise us when we're wrong. You did not say we're not going to make mistakes, but we're still approved. Come on. I need to put that in the comments. I'm approved. I'm approved. I'm approved. I'm approved, I'm approved, I'm approved. I'm approved, I'm approved, I'm approved. And if I'm approved, here it is, we gotta wrap up. That means I have access. Father, I pray that we would have the access in the second half to everything we've been approved and sent to the earth to do. Everything we've been approved and sent to the earth to do, I pray that we have access. I pray that everything we need, it would be within our reach and we would get it. Please put that in the comments and I'm getting it and I'm getting it and I'm getting it and I'm getting it. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus name. Guys, I could go further, um, but I'm going to wrap it up because we're just at about eight o'clock. Has prayer not been amazing tonight or what? If prayer has blessed you, would you just just put a praise in the comments? That's the line right there. Not perfect, but approved. Go make mistakes, but I'm still approved. You're still his choice. You're still his choice. Well, Bishop, I've had all these messed up relationships. I know, baby, but you're still his choice. Bishop, you don't even know I've gone through so much. Listen, son, I know, but you're still his choice. He says, I approved of you as my chosen instrument. Guys, you have to go watch yesterday's message. Both of them. Both. The 915 and the 11th. Both of them released on the podcast, too. Uh, if it's not out yet, it'll be out soon. Um, you have to. God says, I approved of you. And if I approved of you, you have access. Bishop, you don't know the sins I've made. I know. Get them under the blood. Stop doing it and keep it moving. Keep it moving. I'm not minimizing. I'm not minimizing mistakes or errors or sin or failure. But, but you know what I am doing? But I am majoring in his approval. Did you hear what I just said? It doesn't mean that we just skate over it. It just means that his approval supersedes it. I'm approved. And I have access. Tonight, if prayer bless you, I want to encourage you to sow. Um, I want to encourage you. And, and, and here's the seed we're going to go to. I want to go um, back to where we were. Um, that first Kings uh, five and four. That first Kings five and four. And so our seed tonight, uh, our seed tonight is 54. Now you said, I don't have 54. Uh, then you do at least half of that. You do at least half of that. But everybody sow something. You do at least half of that. Um, but everybody saw something tonight. Uh, and you're simply going to, this this seed, you're simply going to call this seed August. That's what you're going to call this seed. July is the first month of the second half. So it's the first fruit of the second half. So tonight we really talked about everything we encapsulated in this series and everything going forward for the second half of this year. So that's what we're going to call the seed August. August. 54 is our seed. So Bishop, I don't have that. Get half of it. Bishop, I don't have half. Get as close as you can. Everybody sow something. I sow, and I normally sow double what I ask what I ask everybody else to sow because I, I know the power. He gives seed to the sower. You should always bless what blesses you. How can you sow? You can use the cash app. Dollar sign. 
Mr. Formal with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Hello at harvestchurch.church. Um, but I want to encourage you um, to make sure you get a seed in the ground and you're going to name this seed August. August. I'll be live for a pop-up tomorrow, as you already know. Bishop, when are you going live? You got to get the app. So you know when I'm going to live. Going live. You text Harvest to 554 August. You text Harvest to 554 Get the app so you know when I'm going live tomorrow. Last thing I want to do, last and certainly not least, if you're on here tonight and you are not a Christian, can I tell you something? Tonight's your night. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure wherever you're at, Wherever you have, tonight is your night to come to the Lord. If any one of those is you, you can come a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Just be sure. God is not mad. He's not trying to beat you up. You know, I did a, um, a, a, a reel several months ago, or several weeks ago, and I and literally started like, God's not mad at you. And somebody commented in the comments, God, God is mad. I said, if you want to read your Bible, his anger is for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. There's some people that are so addicted to God being some mean, vindictive, hate-filled, want to kill you any moment you make a mistake. Can I just tell you something? If God wanted you dead, look, look, it's, look at me, look at me, everybody look at me. It's clear to me he wants you alive. How do you know that, Bishop? Look at all of the stuff that tried to kill you and you're still here. It's clear to me he wants you to win. Look at how he keeps setting you up to win. It's just crazy to me how some people want God. I'm like, okay, this evil me, this, not evil, this Mad, angry God you won't. Just recognize that the way you want him to be with other people is the way he's going to be with you. So if you want him to kill everybody else because they've made mistakes, you better go and dig your own grave. Listen, listen, tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Or no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. When I count to three, you do that hand with emoji or say, it's me. And tonight's your night to come to the Lord. One, two, three. Respond wherever you're at. Nobody's excluded. Everybody's included. White, black, tall, short, natural, weave, platinum teeth, gold teeth, aluminum foil on your teeth, and you need to go get your teeth checked. Everybody's included. One, I see you on TikTok. Two, I see you over there on Facebook. Wherever you're at, you do that hand with emoji and say, it's me. For those of you that are already saved, already Christians, don't hop off the string. I need you tonight. This is the time I need you to pray that scales fall off of eyes, scales fall off of ears, and that people come to the Lord tonight while we are doing this prayer live. We're about five minutes over, five is the number of grace, but this is so important to me. I never like to get off of a live without giving people an opportunity to come to the Lord. And every single time I've gone live this year, there's not been one time somebody has not gotten saved and come to the Lord. Wherever you're at, you do that hand with the emoji or say it's me. You do that hand with the emoji or say it's me. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, nobody's excluded, everybody's included. There's a few more of you. I got you on Facebook. I got you. I got you, Lakia. Praise God for you. Praise God for you. This is your moment. Don't miss your moment. Wherever you are at, you do that hand with the emoji or you say it's me. There's a couple more of you that need to respond. And I need you to respond quickly. I need you to respond quickly so we can pray. So we can pray. The Bible says he stands at the door and he knocks. You got to open the door, though. There's a few of you, those of you that haven't responded. Here's what you're saying. This is going to be between me and God. I don't want to do this in front of these people. Guess what? There's three. Uh, Jesus said, if you deny him publicly, he'll deny you. So this is not the moment to be worried about pride. Uh, this is not the moment, uh, you know, for you to be worried about what other people think. There's four. That's Matthew 10, 33. Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you. 
So God says, I pay attention to how you act with, his, with me in front of other people. That's the whole word in the revelation right there. There's four. I missed one, apparently. There's four. Wherever you're at, there's at least one more. There's at least one more. And you all know, those of you that are with me consistently, you know that when we wait, there's somebody always responds. Somebody always responds. There's, at least, there's five. There's five. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you prayed that simple prayer, the Bible says that your spirit's born again. Listen, I didn't feel nothing. You don't have to feel anything. It's by faith. Feelings and faith don't necessarily go together. Sometimes you can feel bad and have great faith. Sometimes you can have great faith and, and feelings and faith don't always have to align. Feelings, because feelings are facts. It is a fact that you are now born again. And I want to encourage you, text Harvest to 55498. When you do that, you're going to enter the option for salvation. And when you enter that option for salvation, we're going to get a message in your hand called what next? Now that you've given your life to the Lord, what do you need to do next? Let me walk you through that process of what to do next. Many people fall away from the Lord because they don't know what to do next. Um, for some of you, for some of you, for some of you, um, can you text the prayer? The prayer actually, if you shoot the, if you shoot that text, the prayer, there's a prayer that's actually in the text and on the page, the web page that'll give it to you. So shoot the text. There's another over on YouTube. There's uh, two more over there on YouTube um, that just came. That's seven. Come on. Um, let me say this. Um, some of you, you're saved, but you need a shepherd. You're a Christian, but you need a shepherd. The Bible says sheep know the voice of their shepherd. And if I am that shepherd for you, Mrs. Woman, how do you know? That's how you know. Um, whenever there would be a bunch of sheep out on a pasture, they didn't like have separation to say, you know, these are Bob's sheep, these are Jack's sheep, these are, you know, uh, Leroy's sheep, and these are Keisha's sheep, right? <laughs> they didn't have separation. The sheep would get out and they'd graze with one another. But when the shepherd would make a specific sound, the sheep that were assigned to that shepherd would respond to the sound that shepherd made. And so for many of you, how do you know? It's because there's tons of preachers. There's tons of people talking. But when you hear me speak, something comes alive in you. When you hear me speak, you're like, oh, my God, I get it. It makes sense. God doesn't call you to a church. He calls you to a shepherd. Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you shepherds after my own heart and so if i'm your shepherd connect you can be a part of the family you text harvest to five five four nine eight into the option for join hc i believe is what it's called and uh, you can be a part of the family but if i don't live in denver you don't have to harvest is a hybrid church the majority of harvest has never been in a building there's a praise report i gotta read you all this praise report don't go nowhere i know i'm 10 minutes over y'all give me 60 more seconds let me give you 60 more seconds listen to this this came in last night it says it says Shalom, Bishop and Harvest. This praise report is long overdue. In 2019, I was diagnosed with an enlarged heart and given 10 to 15 years to live if I didn't make some immediate life changes. But sitting up under an anointing like our bishop, I'm pleased to report that a chest x-ray three to four weeks ago shows that my heart is no longer enlarged, but it is strong and healthy. I honestly remember the day I got healed, which was literally in the same year of the diagnosis. I felt my heart go back to its size. And what's more amazing is that I'm an online harvester and I have never set foot in a physical building or service, but God did it through prayer. 
from our man of God long distance and through those cameras. If y'all don't put a praise in them comments, if y'all don't put a praise in them comments, got healed online. So for those of you that say, well, I don't live in Denver. We're about to expand to Atlanta. I don't live in Atlanta. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can live anywhere across America and around the world. And that same grace and that same oil is going to get to where you're at. Right? So if you want to be part of the family, we'd love for you to do that. Speaking of Atlanta, um, you're going to get a text and a mobile push so you can get registered for our pop-up services that are going to be there Sunday, um, August 13th, and then August 27th, Sunday night. Six o'clock in Atlanta. Both of those are going to be amazing. You'll get a text and a mobile push on the app where you can get registered for those. Last thing, if you didn't get your seat in the ground, get in the ground. 54 is our seat. You don't have that. Give half that. You don't have the half. Give something. Um, just make sure a five and a four are in it for First Kings five and four. And we're praying that over your second half. All right. I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing night. Can't wait to see you for the pop-up tomorrow. Shalom. Love you. That praise report is amazing. That thing is so good. Man, and there's so many like that. There's so many like that. Um, and if your faith ever needs a jolt, just go to our app or website and look at Change Lives. And those are literally the praise reports people submit. Only thing the church does is we're going to remove their name if they put their name just to protect people's privacy. Other than that, um, people, people, it's exactly that. So we leave all the misspellings and anything, we leave it there. All right, love you guys. Um, how do you sell? You can use the cash at dollar sign bishop phone with the number two, PayPal, Bitmo, or Zale. That's available to email us at local.harvestchurch.church. I love you guys. See you tomorrow. Shalom. Love y'all. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, Saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC.